It's time for building the game, the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. at the end of the episode, that's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, October 2nd, and you're listening to episode 592. As always, I am your host, Jason. Once again, joined by a uh, guy who's been here before. That is Eric Slauson. Hello, Eric. Hey, how are you? I was uh, on episode 420. I will always remember. (laughs) Now I will, too. (laughs) Oh, wow. So I'd ask what you've been up to, but you sent me a list of things you've been up to uh, when we were chatting about doing an episode, and and it was 8 billion things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've um I've I've stayed busy thankfully. And I think last time we talked you just had I think we were talking about Mondrosity uh which yeah. was a while ago now. Yeah, I think um I I looked it up. I I believe um the last episode I was on was in July of 2020. So it would have been like, you know, peak pandemic times and atrocity um, mm-hmm. I think was just coming out or had barely just come out um, and uh, yeah since then it's you know it's, I've kept going and uh, broadened my horizons a little bit uh, so I'm you know I'm still doing uh, game design but I've been doing a lot of writing um, a lot of editing uh, of rule books and stuff that's I'm, awesome uh, yeah so just kind of uh, playing different roles in the industry, exploring some different things, using some different skill sets. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think that, you know, I'll always point out to people like the best thing you can do in the game industry is not be a, just a game designer (laughs) because it's like, there's so many other things that need to be done and they're always looking for people to do those things. Absolutely. Um, So that's awesome to hear you've been, you've been getting all that stuff done. So we, um, when we originally you, you were on once and you came on for the year end episode where we kind of talked about our goals and um, I'm trying to remember what game it was here, but we both were hoping to get a licensed game out at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember which one it is for you, but you had a licensed game come out, didn't you? Uh, it will be coming out relatively soon. Um, okay. From Trick or Treat Studios. They do like a bunch of like Halloween spooky horror kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just released uh, or it will be soon the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Uh-huh. Um, they have a Halloween game coming out as well. Um, and I got to uh, work on a game um, with uh, Julian Kim and Banana Chan. Uh, nice. A Chucky game or Child's Play. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, so that was, you know, a dream come true, both because I really like the Child's Play franchise and grew uh-huh. up watching that. And um, and then also getting to work with uh, those two great designers. And then They're both fantastic, yeah working on an IP game. So, right, um, right. yeah, goal achieved. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's do this. Two I know, right. Else. Yeah. No, I had no context come out, which was Mr. Lovenstein, which is a web comic. And so like, so I, when that started to come out and then I saw that when you mentioned that for you, I was like, we both did it. We achieved we our goal. It. it took, it took a little longer than a year, but we did it. <laughs> both with banana. Thanks. Right. Banana. Oh my gosh. Banana is the secret ingredient to all of our successes. I will she always is. believe that. She's fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I know you've been uh, super busy lately and I appreciate you coming on the show to chat with me. Um, you know, oh, yeah. you've been doing these cool things uh, on Facebook where, and you may possibly been doing it on Twitter and stuff like that too, but I see it on Facebook um, where you've been posting uh, like rounds of your, some of your new games, like Wackronyms. Mm-hmm. Um, and pun of the pun of your pun of your business, right? Pun of your business, yeah. Pun of the business, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess pun of the business would not be a pun. It <laughs> would be an awful name for a game about Jay, puns. We gotta get better at this. We've talked about this. <laughs> so yeah, I was lamenting about how I'm not good at that game. Um, so I would love it if we could start off by you telling. Why don't we just talk about? Um, just give us a a quick pitch of both those, and then yeah. we're gonna talk a bit about. Um, well, we'll get into that in a minute. So yeah, go ahead and tell me about those games. 
Tell sure. us. I already know. Tell them. <laughs> so uh, the Wackronyms is a party game, a, a word game, a pitching game where you are given a kind of a random assortment of letters and a prompt um, and you're coming up with a new acronym for that prompt. Uh, so, and, you know, we do we, there's like TLDR and NSFW and mm-hmm. um, ATM, all these acronyms that we use all the time, um, like in our normal everyday. But there's a lot of normal everyday situations we don't have an acronym for. Um, so, you know, there's prompts like a, a brutal last message, uh, the last thing that you would say before you break up with somebody or, um, you know, uh, Gosh, I should have had my whole like list of prompts there with me. But <laughs> you're, given, you're given a prompt, a bunch of letters come out. You have to use those letters to come up with an acronym. Um, everybody writes one. You put them in a in the box, shake up the box, and then everybody draws a random one. So you might be reading your own joke. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and then the judge kind of picks their favorite. Um, and uh, uh, actually picks their favorite and their second favorite. So there's kind of two winners each round. Oh, I like that. So um, it's, you know, it's really light, silly, fun, um, kind of coming up with your own jokes kind of game. Um, I really like the aspect, two aspects of it. Um, that one, it cre- does create like a shared vocabulary and inside jokes. So mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. my friend group texts each other like acronyms that we've come up with during the game <laughs> all the time. Um, and also that you can play it like passively or on social media. So I can like, you know, these posts that you were talking mm-hmm. about, I just post a prompt and I just flip out some cards, take a picture of it and then let people come up with whatever they can come up with. And mm-hmm. you know, everybody's reacting in the comments and liking and you know laugh reacting and all that kind of stuff so it's a cool little social thing and uh, one of my favorite things about um a lot of the games that i i make tattoo stories monstrosity is uh giving everybody the same tool and seeing how everybody's brain works so differently Mm -hmm. Um, yeah right you know, tattoo stories, it's five different cards and you have to combine them together to make a tattoo. Everybody's looks completely different and monstrosity. You're mm-hmm. all in the same description, but all inter- um, interpreting it differently to draw your monster. And acronyms is the same thing. We've, we're all looking at the same prompt, the same two letters or three letters. And then, you know, we're, we're all going in different directions with it. Um, so, right. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed playing that and then also watching other people's responses on there. That's just fantastic. And when you're like, wow, there are 20 responses and I thought of a new one. It feels really good. Like You're yes. like, yeah. No one's used this word yet. You know, it's right, like, right? part of the meta challenge is like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's an M. But what's a weird word that I don't think anybody's going to use? Right, right. want to be kind of more original. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's Wackernam. The other one is uh, Point of Your Business. Uh, the kind of story for this is you and your friends have bought a strip mall um, and you set the grand opening and uh, you forgot to like actually fill it with businesses uh, and it's the grand opening <laughs> tomorrow. So you're going to like name all these businesses, put a bunch of businesses into this strip mall as fast as you can. Um, and everybody loves silly business names, uh, restaurant names, and that kind of stuff. So um, you're trying to come up with business names by combining two cards into some sort of pun. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, two different versions in the game. There's a cooperative version and then a competitive version. Uh, the cooperative version is like a timed thing and you're all uh, looking at a grid of cards and there's like a challenge card in the middle that's saying, you know, you must use this word twice. You must use this word connected with this word some mm-hmm. way. Um, so you're all working together, spitting out uh, puns, trying to help each other think of puns. And then the competitive version is kind of like a an interesting, uh, it's like joke joke off meets area control uh, because you get to like mark a card every time you use it and only the majority wins. So if Mm -hmm. you have like two tokens on, you know, barbecue and I have two tokens, then it's a stalemate. Uh, We've wasted like two of our little tokens. So now we're both in like a tug of war over making barbecue puns. And um, it's a neat little, uh, you know, gamer version of a (laughs) a silly, a silly party game, but yeah, both word things, both kind of coming up with, with things to make you, make uh, everybody laugh. And mm-hmm. um, they've been fun to post and, and see people come up with things. So, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I love the scoring on that, that it doesn't just have to be voting, that it can be something different and, mm-hmm. you know, meaningful in that way. Um, you mentioned before that there's like a support mode, though, uh, with the um, with the. Uh, yeah, I guess that would work in in the cooperative or competitive, right? If you had teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in uh, part of your business, you know, it is a thing where you're using it, making puns or, or wordplay is a, a skill, you know, Um and if you are doing the cooperative version, it's timed. You're trying to name a certain amount of businesses in a certain amount of time. Um, you might feel like you're not like helping the team. If you're, oh, I'm really bad at this, I can't think of plans. I, you know, my my brain doesn't work like this. Um, so there's a, a support role that's kind of baked into the game in the rule book, um, where if you ever get uh, like writer's block or you feel like you're not going to be actively thinking of puns, um, your job is to like generate uh, related words. So mm-hmm. if we have like um, uh, like funeral home or whatever is one of the businesses we have to use. Um, like as a support player, you can start kind of thinking like a, a mortician, uh, a cemetery, uh, kind right, of right. say the words. And a lot of times, like for me, I'm, you know, I might have tunnel vision of what well, I'm trying to think of a pun for this right. word over here. But as you say cemetery, I'm like, oh, that sounds like this word that I've been thinking. And now I can, right. you know, so just hearing it, hear somebody say it, um, or you might think of something like, you know, there's cards like 80s movie or or something like that. And you mm-hmm. might think of one that shakes something loose in my head. So, right, right. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's a, a neat thing where you can have moments of like alley-oops or like, you know, like, oh gosh, thank you for saying Guns N' right, Roses, right, right. you know, because that was perfect for rock music and shooting store and Florence. Right, you know, right, right. You just called it Guns N' Roses and it works for all three of those. Right, so, right. Yeah. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, I love that because I, I was, you know, saying that like I love reading people's puns in that, but like I found that I was bad at coming up with puns for that. Mm-hmm. So like I was, I tried really hard. I was like, wow, I'm I'm not good at this. Like, and I'm I feel like I'm pretty good at acronyms. So like, why am I so bad at pun of your business? <laughs> uh, and there's some people. Gosh, Daniel Zayas would be just like. Oh Here's my gosh, 40 puns. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's some people who are just so. born for this game. It's got, yeah, definitely dad energy. There's a lot of yeah, right? in the comments who are like, this is my moment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So, so the, the, um, so while a lot of your games, the ones I've played at least, um, they all just have this interesting energy and this, um, I don't know, they're just, they're different in the way that they interact in their, their fun and they're kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm really curious, you know, to talk about like what, you know, what your process is on finding a good hook like this. And mm-hmm. then, you know, um, how you kind of where you go from party games are this elusive thing that a lot of people find very difficult to design mm-hmm. something new. Right. Sure. Um, you know, and I've worked on several party games and, and, and I see it too. Like you get that idea and you're like, oh, there it is. Like that's the yeah. golden idea. Right. But those can be hard to come by um, if your brain doesn't work that way. But it, it feels like especially your brain works that way. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, for better, for better or worse. It's, it's very silly up there. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think there's a couple things that I, that I look for or that, that I find really fascinating and, and inspire me to kind of stick with a project. It's um, like the power of, of moments and surprise. Um, so giving people the opportunity to surprise each other, I think is really fascinating. So um, a lot of my games have like these moments of reveal um, and mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, some of the big, party games uh like just one is a great example like yeah, there's this yeah. moment of reveal where you all flip your things over and you're like oh no or oh okay. like, <laughs> yeah you know, either we all copied each other or nobody copied each other like either way it feels good yeah there's there's a moment of ah yeah exactly yeah or even just you know two of you and then you kind of shake your fist at each other like like i knew you were gonna say that and then i tried not to say what you were gonna say and yes right oh that's the best thing about just one that game is fantastic that is one of my favorite party games right now yeah and it is it is that 
that moment. Everything I, I feel like is built up. Like, yes, you're trying to guess the answer, but everything is kind of anchored on this moment of reveal. And so that's kind of what I, I look for um, uh, kind of systems that, that support that or, or, or lead to those moments of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, in front of your business, it's very like rapid fire. Cause you're just like spitting out jokes or whatever. So it's just mm-hmm. like, you're surprising each other with like, oh my gosh, that's a, you know, it's a great combination of those two words. Wackernims again is like a reveal um, when you're uh, get to read the jokes that everybody came up with, the acronyms that everybody came up with. But mm-hmm. then there's an additional where um, everybody like fences up to who wrote what, um, because again, you right, put all the right. into the box and shaking them up. So. Um, you know, you give out the points not knowing who wrote what, or the judge gives out the points not knowing who wrote what, and then you know it's like, okay, who said this really vulgar one? And right, right. The really quiet person. Mom, you know, what like, are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, why? How do you know what that is? Uh, so, yeah. So little moments like that are, are really fun. Um, uh, yeah. So surprise um, reveals, and uh, I think I you know, I've said this before on like other other podcasts. And, you know, you did no context um, and, and party games as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's um, I always say that, like in party games, you don't have you don't have a ton of time or an arc or right. like, build up really to work with the way that you would in a strategy game. Like your yeah. the loop has to be fun every single time. Like, you know, right, right. Turn turn one has to be funny, you know, like the mm-hmm. the thing um has to has to work so um or or interesting or you know you have to be able to like play one thing or play one round and uh understand like oh this is why this is funny or oh this is um oh let's play another one or you know right uh, right so you know it's really easy for me like when i come up with an idea i can just like you know write it down really quick you know generate some prompts or Mm-hmm. Uh, some cards and then you know play it one time and be like well <laughs> that, didn't work. that funny, was actually. not fun it's only funny to me uh right, you know, right, so right how do i either make this funny for everybody or you know um uh, make it more uh what's the word i'm looking for um uh reliable um and right like, right with no that... context like i imagine the art direction you know like you have to um, you know, obviously like there's going to be, you know, the harder cards or right, you know, right, right. this one, Oh, I could drew the perfect card at this moment or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But generally like, you know, as party game designers and stuff, like there's a lot, a lot of time and thought that goes into every word and every picture. That you can sit right. In, you know, it's funny because I hadn't thought about it in that context but you're right. You know, the idea that like in a, in a normal game, a non-party game, some rounds you're just kind of blah, right? Like you tell, mm-hmm. I only took one action this round. I wanted to do more, but that's all I had. Or we're playing a trick taker. I lost that round, you know, nothing exciting happened. Um, and then you have those bigger moments, but mm-hmm. you're right. A party game really has to be like at 10 the entire time. I mean, because, or at least, you know, at, at eight, you know, sure. jump into 10 sometimes when you have those big moments and, but you know you're you can't have a bunch of dull rounds, you know. Right. Um, I yeah. think with no context, what works so well with that is that if you're playing with with a group of people, there may be someone where everyone got it right, mm-hmm. like everybody understood what they were trying to describe. But there will always be someone every single time that nobody understood, yeah. and it's not always the same person every round. In fact, it's surprising how often it's not the same person every round. You know. Mm-hmm. where um you know you'll you'll describe something and and the, nobody gets it and you're like but no this this and this and like that that did not make any sense to me right yeah. or m- the more common thing that happens is like oh that makes total sense but i did not think of it that way right mm-hmm. um because that is a game very much where when someone reveals their thought process you usually like oh yeah i get that yeah oh would not have guessed that but <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah, like, and that is, I think that gets to the heart of why party games are, can be difficult to design because much like, you know, I always say that like the hardest games to design are the tight, simple games, right? That have like oh, a absolutely. simple core loop, you know, and that's why when you play those games, they can be so frustrating as a game designer because you're like, 
how did I not think of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like a game like Love Letter is a great example of that. It's so simple in what it does. Mm-hmm. And the first time you play it, you're like, someone else should have thought of this like a long time ago, right? Yeah. Or like um, skull or something, right? Yeah, like, how right. Is I skull mean, not a thousand years old. Like this, right? Is, you know, like, yeah, you know. I mean, you look at games that are a thousand years old that are more complex and you know less, you know, fun every round. And and so I think those those simple games are so hard to de- de- uh, so hard to design reliably. And that's no different than a party game, except for that with a party game, not only does it have to be reliable. I mean, does it have to be that simple core loop, but it has to be, you know, reliable, like you said, and that mm-hmm. that is hard to generate. Um, I mean, I think, do you find uh, do you find content for your party games hard to generate once you start working on it? Like uh, well, no, acronyms, I have to imagine, like with acronyms, it was like, hey, we just have, you know, I just have to generate the weird questions, right? Or the weird prompts, yeah. right? Because right, the rest right. of it was just a balance of letters i assume yes. yeah 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 so that and that was the whole you know i go into a rabbit hole of like linguistics and what is the mm-hmm. most common letters and what mm-hmm. are the words that start with these letters are more common than i just uh, literally would have scold, stole the scrabble distribution and called it good <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so yeah a lot of research there but you no know, for me um that's that's what I find the most enjoyable um, in in the the part of game design is getting to come up with the, the prompts and the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Uh, for like monstrosity helping with the art right. direction and that kind of stuff. So um, no, that's like the the easiest thing um, uh, for me to a point. Now once I get to like you know uh, you know I have like 150 prompts and the publisher's like we actually need 200 i'm like okay you're like come on like i'm tapped out here right that last 50 is a little harder uh what haven't i talked about what haven't i you know what's relatable to people that i haven't you know what what haven't i mined yet right Uh, but yeah there's always like some research that goes into it like in in wackiness i was like okay i I looked up you know what every whatever what is um what uh what organizations use acronyms what do we what do we use acronyms for mm-hmm. uh, and so it's like oh educational you know organizations okay i'm going to write a card about that like scientific organizations write a card about that like right right write a card about that so um it's somewhat based on reality but then i put like my own kind of uh humor sarcastic kind of twist on the on the writing mm-hmm. uh, to make it a little sillier but uh yeah that's I, I that part is a lot easier i think right um that's interesting to me too because like so i have two two different games i've worked on where i had to generate a lot of content one was mm-hmm. opposite is opposite which is uh so that you understand basically it's a game where you get a uh, you get a a card that's going to have six words on it like it's a um it's a hexagon shaped card I'll have six words, uh, one on each edge, whatever one, when you flip it up towards you, that's the word you have to use, right? Okay. Um, so it's randomized that way. And mm-hmm. the words will be two sets of words that'll be somewhat related topics. Like maybe it's like, um, uh, I'm literally blanking, um, vacations, uh, like weddings and funerals might be one, right? So it's, okay. so you're, they're somewhat related, but somewhat not. And those topics are not listed on the cards. Um, but there's, there's six words listed. Uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to get one of those words and your job is to write what you believe one word that you believe is the opposite of that word. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, pass it face down to the person to your left. Uh, and then they will look at the word you wrote and they -hmm. will write what they believe is the opposite of that word. Oh, um, and then that goes on, um, uh, one more time, two more, either three or five people, write, Depending on the number of players you have. And then what you end up with is one per is the rest of the group. Uh, looking at the original card of six words and now looking at a word that theoretically is the opposite of that word and trying sure. to guess. And of course, if it was hot or cold, it'd be easy, but it's not. The words are absolutely awful. The ceremony, <laughs> you know, for like, what, yeah. you know, um, memoriam, that sort of like, they're all things that are just not easy and the words are somewhat related. So it makes it harder, right? Mm-hmm. And coming up with content for that was my least favorite game design task I think I've ever had to do. <laughs> Because it wasn't fun, right? It was come up with words, figure out why the words aren't good enough, erase the words, come up with more words. I finally hired a writer to help me uh, come up with a bunch more. 
And Jason, um, you're speaking my language. That, <laughs> yeah, there's right? a lot of that going on. That's what yeah. I've been doing is writing yeah, right? other people's stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And now it occurs to me, yeah, that you also do that. So, so we worked it out. I ended up with, you know, I think I was like, we're going to do a hundred cards. And then I was like, we're going to do 50 cards <laughs> <laughs> because a hundred was just too many. Um, but then I worked on, we have amnesia and that game was more enjoyable because the prompts had to be funny, right? Like mm-hmm. the prompts had to be like, it was like, look at these pictures of these people and then ask this really stupid question to try and figure out if you're that, per- which person you are. So it's like, guess who, yeah. but you can only ask stupid questions. Like, oh, that's funny. am I a lazy Sunday kind of person? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> am I a triple dog dare kind of person? That sort of like all these weird questions. Um, and then you have to look at this picture and think, is that person that? And, um, and you know, all the pictures are unhelpful. All the questions are stupid. And coming up with questions for that was amazingly fun. Like mm-hmm. I came up with probably a hundred more than I needed and then went through and culled until I had the perfect questions, you know, mm-hmm. or as perfect as I could get them. Right? Yeah. Um, and the difference between that sort of content generation, I think, sorry, that was a long story to basically get to say like the difference between those two is one of them is, is fun, but it felt like it should have been more difficult, right? Like coming up with the funny stuff felt like it should have been more difficult, but it wasn't right. Like coming up with the funny stuff was easy. Yeah. Um, Hmm. But for you, like, do you feel like it's the same when you're having to come up with the funny stuff or that it's easier or harder? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, this is where my, you know, don't, brag brain (laughs) (laughs) brag brag it up no but like yeah i mean i i tend to have an easier time writing uh like comedy prompts or Mm -hmm. um or or those types of things um a lot of the writing gigs i've gotten have been for you know generating party game prompts or um or you know that this kind of stuff so right right um i did stand up like through all throughout college and you know i uh, at work, I send like, I have to send these like all staff emails. And so I mm-hmm. wish like put comedy in those. So people right, actually right, right. read them. And um, uh, so, yeah, I get I, comedy writing is a little bit easier, but I think for mm-hmm. one of the differences is that um, for your, for something like no context or something like um, uh, the opposite is opposite. You're not, it's not a, it's not a, a joke and it has to be like mechanically sound mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like you're writing you know mechanic you might as well be balancing like player powers you know you might as well yeah, be doing that's a good a point game like oh no this needs to be plus one damage not plus two because that right you know, right it's, it's basically the same thing you're doing of like all right i'll try this card nope that doesn't work because of this mm-hmm. like let's go back to the drawing board whereas a joke is either like funny or it's not you know right yeah you read it somebody else reads it if they think it's funny and you thought it was funny check right? yeah throw it in there yeah um so you're, yeah it's it's interesting i was just say you're right about the balancing thing too that is like my thing for opposite is opposite was i took all the words that we agreed on and mm. then i made like several versions of the spreadsheet shipped them out to a bunch of people not like i mailed them you know but i like emailed them to them and then had them try to write the opposite of words and then i combined those lists and look for ones where more than two people wrote the same word and if they did then i said no that word's no good yeah because that's too easy right Mm because you want people to look at the word and say what is the opposite of that like yeah you know that's awful um so so it is that's interesting. It really is like balancing that because again, with a thing like that, like I have no control over what word you get out of the six words on that card right. you get. Right. Yeah. But it has to be fun every round. Right. Yeah. And if the yeah. word was hot, that it's not fun because it's going to yeah. back and forth. Yeah, hot, cold, hot, dumb. cold. This right? game is stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why is this so easy? Yeah. And that's, this is a, um, uh, uh, <sighs> Uh, it's so funny like you, you, you invite me to come back to the podcast and I'm like yeah and then i am confronted with the fact that i'm gonna have to talk about things that i'm good at or <laughs> and it makes Darn me it. very uncomfortable um but yeah one of the things that i i challenge myself to do with a party game is i think about demoing it at conventions because i i spent a lot of time in booth yeah. and like, signing copies and, and playing the game and so 
a lot of times, and this this is maybe a little see how the sausage is made kind of thing. <laughs> a lot of times when you play like a strategy game uh, at a convention, it's kind of cooked. Like it's kind of oh yeah yeah we've talked about times, that a lot yeah yeah like oh Stack like deck. that's yeah that's wild like what a crazy combo you just came up with and it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like you you stack the deck so that the the player draws the perfect three cards to do the right. wild you know right um, right so what i do is like what i'm i'm prototyping one of my games or whatever i'm imagining that like i do not have the ability to do that that it needs mm-hmm. to be good. Mm-hmm. i'm just going to shuffle these prompts and whatever comes out it better be good enough that i right, sell right, right. copy and so when we play um like at the booth we play monstrosity or uh, that's the best setup series, i just oh yeah yeah <laughs> i just draw a random card like i'm confident mm-hmm. because we've randomized it all the time like you don't have to you know cook it or or mm-hmm. oh, that's not a good card like uh, reshuffle this um you know it, we have put in the work beforehand of the prototyping and the the art direction and the, mm-hmm. the edit and the editorial side um that we can be confident in and randomize it so it's kind of a flex like when you get people who know about the cooking you know right right come up and you're just like I don't, yeah, just draw whatever, like yeah. <laughs> pull, pull a random card. It's going to be funny. You know, when I, when my family and I found it, cause I walked up and I saw you demoing it and I was watching it and I was like, Oh, this is fantastic. When I brought my family back, cause it was like, they're going to love this. We got to try this. You weren't there. And actually the person who was running it had stepped away. So there was just, there was oh. just a mess of cards. So I was like, <laughs> I know how to do this. Let's just do this. So we just grabbed a card yeah. and did it. And we were literally just grabbing random cards out of a pile that wasn't even a deck. It was just like, cause people had knocked it over and stuff. So we're literally just yeah. pulling out cards. And so the way you demo that just for anybody who hasn't seen it, you've got these huge marker boards. So basically mm-hmm. instead of drawing on a, on a piece of paper or a card or something, you're drawing on this huge board. And uh, so everyone can see it and it's so much fun. We played, yeah. I think, five rounds of it because there was no one else there at the time. Yeah, my kids were like, "We want to do another one," and then I was like, "Okay, we're gonna." So we bought it, and then they had like a deal, so we ended up getting the robot version and the other version. I don't remember which one that is, but uh, cute um, creatures, cute creatures. Yeah, we have we've only yeah. got the we've only used the the uh, the main game so far, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so like, I just remember seeing that and being like, "That is the best way to get people's attention." Oh yeah, when it's you're demoing that, setup. you know. Because table presence, I mean, a lot of party games don't think about table presence, I don't think, because it's not, you know, I think the the best compliment I ever got about No Context was somebody who who we pitched it to said, if I saw you playing this game, if I walked up and saw you playing this game, Mm -hmm. within the first turn, I would 100% know how to play this game without anyone explaining it to me. I would just see you play and I would get it. And I was like that's the best compliment you can get for a party game. It's yeah, like, what that's what you want, for. right? Yeah, it has yeah. to be easy for people to be like, got it. Perfect. Yeah. You know, um, read, read the back of the box and you know how to play or ideally a, you could play around with the back of the box kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah how would yeah. I describe this monster or what acronym would I come up with, with these, back mm-hmm. box and these three letters or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's funny. Like I think about, um, you know, uh, I think about games as a product um, a lot and, you know, how will this sell? What is this, who's, what market is this for? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and table presence is a big part of that and mm-hmm. tying into looking for moments and looking for like a moment. of surprise, I want, uh, <laughs> I want my game, somebody be playing my game and other people to be like, what are they playing? Because mm-hmm. they, exploded into laughter or an argument or you know like no like why did you say that you know i want the volume to increase um mm-hmm. i want to be the annoying table uh mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know people beside you are playing you know a, a strategy right. game y'all are right are right up. so um yeah, you want people coming over you want people like at, at um playing monstrosity with these giant boards you want a crowd to gather mm-hmm. and watch people draw these monsters and be like oh i oh, like that's actually really good or right oh, right wow, like i cannot believe how close you're getting and mm-hmm. um so but to your to your point of like coming up and 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 looking at a game and knowing how to play it it's it, it, important for party games but it's not all that different um for you know most games like if you walk mm-hmm. around a convention that uh, like the open free play area mm-hmm. and like 
if you played enough games, you start walking like, okay, well, that's a dudes on the map game. This right, is, right, right, right. It's an auction right. game. Like, this is a pick and pass. Like, you can kind of just look and get a vibe for what's going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And that doing those walks was, I think, is is a really important thing for um, game designers to do to mm-hmm. get, or at least it was for me, very formative. Uh, walking around these conventions to to figure out like what I what vibe I wanted to give. And it, it, mm-hmm. it is more that loud table, you know, a crowd, uh, gap right, right, right. vibe and less, you know, uh, four people looking at the board and not at each other. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, thinky, crunchy, like very quiet kind of thing. Like I like playing those, but you know, they, it just does not speak to me. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, yeah, but it, being able to look at a game and be like, Oh, I kind of, I feel like I understand what people are doing is, is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. I was thinking too, I mean, there are party games that are like lean in party games and like they have their moments, but like think of a game like code names, right? Right. Like when you give the hints, there's a lot of like, okay, uh, <laughs> what's, what's going on and sometimes you give a really good hint and nobody gets it and sometimes you give a bad hint and sometimes they do you know and those are the moments that are like whoa but you know they don't necessarily have that like those big like crazy moments that are consistently happening right yeah 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 that's actually i would say that's a game too where not every round is is reliably good right oh absolutely yeah but i mean i guess that really depends on your players you know like when you have a bad clue giver or spy master whatever they're called oh that, yeah, game, that is game is rough it's very delicate um, right right uh for you know the the groups and you know whether somebody understands really how the how the uh the assassin works and <laughs> right um, right yeah there's there's a there's there's a lot that kind of has to go right for um for code names to like fire on all cylinders um and like you know, like it's it's quiet, it's thinky. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally don't call code names a party game. <laughs> well, I mean, what what would you call it then? I don't I don't know what I would call it. It's kind right? of like it. I mean, it's I I just just it's like a a dinner party game, <laughs> like because it's not a, a dinner party, party game. You know, like it's not raucous. It's not um, well. Um, or it can be if you <laughs> let me just tell you so the code names website is is lying right like it's uh-huh. just super lying um it calls code names a party game but not only that it says a fast paced party game which oh, is a no absolutely lie. not yeah the that was yeah <laughs> the game that most needs a timer that that absolutely you must play it with <laughs> now on board game geek it says code names is an easy party game to solve puzzles i'll give it that Sure. But it yeah. is not a fast paced game. And like the biggest complaints I've heard about that game when I've played it outside of game design groups, mm-hmm. because I feel like game design groups get it usually. And like, it makes yeah. it a little easier for them. But like, I played it with my old team at the job I used to work at. And a couple of them hated it because they were like, we just sit around while these people are bad at it, you know? Yeah. And you um, just and wait our you turn. say five words or you say like 10 words over the span of an hour <laughs> or 45 right, minutes. Right. Like ship. Yeah. and then it's quiet right, yeah. for another 10 minutes yeah right 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 <laughs> yeah but i mean it's obvious like an incredible design like i wish oh yeah I it's a I absolutely love it absolutely love it i think it's a yeah. fantastic game but yeah. yeah i would never call it fast paced that's for sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 oh that's funny um so well let's talk about the flip side a little bit then mm-hmm. what are to you the big like so you know we were saying they've got to be reliable you know fun every time um in those types of things they have to have those big moments but like what to you when you're designing a party game other than you play it through once you're like this is garbage like beyond that like what are the things that really jump out to you as as big things to avoid when you're working on a party game oh this is interesting this is really fascinating because (laughs) my answer has tended to be very different from like publishers to answer. <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, like, and, <laughs> and we're designers here. We don't care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is something you hear from authors and filmmakers and all that kind of stuff. How many no's you get. Um, right. Like, right. Reasons, the reasons why. And, you know, like Monstrosity, for example, the number of times I, I pitched it and people were like, nobody's going to play a drawing game. Like everybody is nervous about drawing. It's, you know, it's impossible to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, no, like people, if you just make it silly, you make it silly enough that there's less pressure. You make being bad at the drawing part of the fun. Like you can, you know. Fix- well, and the trick with that is if you do a bad job drawing, People are also like, hey, somebody described that. You didn't look at a picture and draw it, right? Right. Like yeah, that layer exactly. of obfuscation there really, um, yeah, like really yeah. makes a difference. I did what you told me to do. <laughs> right. You told me to draw this. Yeah. So um, so that and, you know, just various party games that I that I have released to success you know a a lot of it was like nobody this requires creativity on the part of the players like rock and Oaks, for example Mm -hmm. the first party game that i actually ever designed i designed that in like 2015 oh wow and pitched it and pitched it and pitched it and everybody said like nobody's gonna play this because it requires people to be funny or requires people Mm -hmm. to come Mm -hmm. up with their own jokes showed them (laughs) and i was like people give people some credit like it's right right just thinking of words would start with the letters like they can do it it is um, it is funny real quick interjection here yeah go for it we have amnesia for me was that game i worked on it for like six plus years before somebody finally had real interest in it mm-hmm. um and then um uh banana and i have been showing a game around and one of the pieces of feedback we've got is we're a little unsure about games where people have to like come up with stories and things like that, where people have to like improv, like we're, yeah. and I'm like, they're good though. Like, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you get people a, ch- a chance sometimes to, to surprise themselves. And I mean, if you scaffold it enough, if you, if you, um, you know, the the point system is favorable or, or a little loosey goosey. Like there's ways to to make it a little bit more welcoming. But right, um, right, yeah. So so what do I think are the like no nos? Um, oh man. Um, I mean if it's yeah, I kind of just the opposite of way. If it's not consistent, if it's not consistently funny, if it's very delicate, um, if um. You have to cut a lot of thinking. Well, here, let me let me throw it out then. I'll see what you yeah. think. I would think, based on what we've just what we've just been talking about, a game that that might single someone out for embarrassment. To me, that Ooh. would be a red flag for a party game. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of those. Um, there's a lot of there's like a, a trend over the past like year, a couple of years of like these like truth or dare games or like meta games where it's like text your, your ex, something embarrassing. I'm like, yeah. I'm not I into like this. I, get, I mean, I get it. And, um, but uh, yeah, that's, it doesn't speak to me. Uh, but yeah. Me somebody yeah. Out for embarrassment um, or um, like, you know, the, in RPGs, there's like the concept of the X card where you can be like, no, you know, I don't really want to talk about this. Mm-hmm, or I don't want to, mm-hmm. um, I don't want this, this story thing to happen because it's, you know, triggering to me in some way. Yeah. And, yeah. and some ways I try to bake that into like Wackernoons, for example, when you're the judge, you draw like three cards um, and pick which one is the prompt for the round. Right. So, so you, you have could not control. have to judge one that makes you uncomfortable. Exactly. Right. Or like, you know, the, the group and you're like, Oh, this one's about uh, pets or something. And I know, you know, Jason's dog just died yesterday. Like probably like literally I'm, it'll be any day now. Like he's super uh, old. <laughs> no, not the worst example. I could <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't pick that prompt probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, um yeah you know wackronyms is is an interesting thing because i designed it and and uh you know it kind of kicked off my my uh design journey mm-hmm. because it i was playing a ton of cards against humanity at the time oh yeah and, yeah like really burnt down yeah. on it 
and couldn't figure out why and like what is rubbing me so wrong about this and why am i like aggravated and um you know like it's ruining my life yeah why am i sighing every time it comes out (laughs) and um and so i just kind of like literally wrote down like okay what is what don't i like and let's do the opposite kind of and so like oh we play a random card and sometimes it it wins like okay what's the opposite of that you have to be funny like you have to right 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 and so that's in wacker ninja kind of coming up with your own thing and then like uh, how offensive sometimes things are or it allows people to be like i didn't say that terrible thing the cards did and so in wacker ninja eventually you have to fess up to right yeah if you're gonna say something awful you're gonna say it Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so you know it kind of like puts that weight back on the player a little bit and as mm-hmm. like a little challenge um you know like there's it's, it's winner take all so um you know you play with like 10 15 people or whatever it's like first to five is going to take forever for your first place. right right and so acronyms there's a first place and a second place winner and you know you can get points multiple people win points around so it really was like looking at the thing that bothered me about an experience and then like okay, how would I do this differently? Or what right, right. can I create an environment that is still funny, but um, uh, in a different in a different way, kind of. So That's a really good point. I mean, like Cards Against Humanity has a game that I still, to this day, have never played. Um, I mean, I've played <laughs> Apples to Apples, so I mean, I get it. It's, it's Apples to it. Apples, but it's yeah. X-rated. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's, yeah. um, and I think that's why, like, I was never a huge Apples to Apples fan. Um, and that was because there were so many Apples to Apples clones for a while. Mm-hmm. And then there were so many Cards Against Humanity's clones still. I mean, I still see those oh, yeah. games yeah. consistently. Um, and so for me, like it just those type of games, they felt really I always played them with bad people who were basically like uh, they would just they would vote for consistently vote for the wrong answer. Right. Like, yeah, like that, everyone's like, well, thing. this is it. And they're like, I'm going to pick this one. And like, you are wrong. Yeah. Absolutely wrong. Yeah. I just like bears. I think they're funny. Right. And it's like, right. This is not, it has nothing to do. Yeah. This is not the, funny. <laughs> with yeah. The prompt. yeah. So that's something, yeah, that you have to contend with a little bit. Um, somebody like, uh, yeah, clearly picking the incorrect choice. Uh, and that's something that got baked into, mm-hmm. um, into monstrosity is, you know, the, the witness picking their favorite and then everybody else getting a separate vote to be like, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love <laughs> actually, that. Actually, you know, this other person. So, um, right. you know, I always say like, whether you love cards against humanity or hate cards against humanity, it has gotten a ton of people into board games and game design, whether right, it's right. because you're like, I want to do something like this or whether it's I want to like, do that. I want to do the opposite or I want right, to fix right. this or I want to do the right. same vibe, but responsibly. <laughs> right. Right. And that is, yeah, that's a really good point about, you know, wanting to, wanting your games to be more responsible and, you know, not purposely offensive. Right. I think we've sure I feel like we've passed kind of peak purposely offensive. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we've gotten past that. I don't know when, but I feel like we've gotten past it. Like people aren't just like co- mainstream people are not constantly purposely offensive. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, they're still, still out do, there. But... <laughs> yeah. You can do not safer work and, and, and push envelopes and you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. stuff. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just a, a different, a different it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either for the no, record. Absolutely I mean, not. like, yeah. I just think that, you know, you need to, yeah, some things are okay. Some things are not okay. <laughs> Like, in my sure. opinion, you know, sure, yeah, yeah, there are still lines that we may not want to cross, um, but yeah, so I think those, I think that's some good thoughts on that. Um, like, I, I love that you took a game that that you didn't like anymore and said, "Why don't I like this? Let's make a, let's make something better than this." That's mm-hmm. you know what I want. I love that. Um, are you? It sounds like you know, like these party games are, these are games you generally want to play. Like, right. You're designing the games that you like, you're like, this game is not there. If it was there, I would play it. So I'm going to make it. Yes. 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 Right. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, um, I don't always do that. Like, I don't know. Like I'm the guy who designs the games. I'm really happy with them. I'm proud of them. And then I just never play them. (laughs) You're like, I hope people enjoy this. Uh, I'll teach you how to play it. I think that's, that's, and again, to talking about kind of diversifying 
your what you do in the industry and, mm-hmm. and um and uh different roles that you could play like that has has been uh something that i have tried to like challenge myself to do mm-hmm. um and this is you know part partially like a chip on my shoulder for being a party game designer, but I'm like, I should do a strategy game. Like, you know, I should be able to come up with. Right. You know, right. Right. Like right. That. Um, and so, um, but I'm like, I come up with the idea and I'm like, this is boring. Like I don't, don't want right, right, right. to play this or I wouldn't play this. But if I am the like rule book editor for a strategy game, I can, uh. like, you know, you know, not necessarily like, or, or do dev on a game. Cause I've dev mm-hmm. some games before I can like, you know, the, it's basically already done, but I could be like, well, actually like, you know, in, mm-hmm. in these rules, like um, I can, I guess I can be involved in it. And then, yes. so, so I get to play designer. I get to intimately the, you know, study something under the hood, make mm-hmm. a, make the experience fun for the players. You know, that's the, the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, it has to be easy. It has to make sense the first time. Like, mm-hmm. it's the thing that, you know, um, you're, you're making a smooth, reliable experience is what you're mm-hmm. trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Book. That's um, really smart to, to work on those games in different capacities so that you can get your feet wet with those games without having to actually, you know, spend a ton of time making one of those games. Yeah. And then, you know, it, and then I, the gig is over. I, I step away and, um, you know, so I got, I got close to, it. it's like going on vacation. Like, right. I don't want to live in, you know, uh, uh, Tahiti or something like, right, right. but I'd love to stay there for a month, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. So good, good talk about party games. Uh, and before we go, I want to give you a, um, uh, I want to give you a game recommendation. Um, but I want to, I want to, uh, but I'll, we'll come back to that. We'll end with that. Um, it's just a game that as we were talking, I was like, Oh, this seems like an Eric game. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, have you, you've got the, um, you've got the child's play game coming out. Yeah. Have you worked on any other stuff? That's not a party game of late or being your kids. You're saying like, I've done this editing and stuff, but have you actually mm-hmm. like designed anything outside of that? Yeah, uh, so a couple of years ago, um, I got to work on a game with Alara Cameron. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. For uh, the Skulk Hollow franchise. Uh, so Skulk Hollow is like an asymmetrical, uh, like one versus many kind of game. So uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like Shadow of the Colossus kind of, where there's like one big bad guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, everybody else are like little uh, anthropomorphic animals who are trying to topple this, this nice. monster. So one sounds fantastic. Monster. It's, it's very cool. Um, so Skullcala was the first one. And then um, uh, Ed, reached out and said that they're coming up with um, mall peak, which was a sequel. Mm-hmm. And uh, could we figure out some sort of like linking thing to like uh, link the lore between the two or mm-hmm. it was like very nebulous, his ass, but he wanted something cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Laura and I kind of put our heads together and came up with this, uh, choose your own adventure game uh, called oh, yeah, Ru- nice. Runes and Ruins. Um, and so it comes in like a little pack and it's actually scratch off. So you like, there's like, Oh, a, that's super you know, cool. Yeah. So like a, a narrative on the front and then you make some choices, you know, you scratch off what choice you're making. And then it tells you to flip to this card or whatever. And throughout this adventure or at the end of this adventure, um, you, so the first part that you get is like a, a, uh, fox um and it doesn't have a name and you name the fox like you know my name is jeremy the blank mm-hmm. and um you don't fill in that blank until the end of your adventure and so you like over the course of this adventure build this little this little fox character mm-hmm. and um when some sort of award or reward that goes into mall peak so what this does is like when you're actually playing the game mall peak mm-hmm. like shuffled into the deck is this little like artifact or this little fox oh cool yeah and you're like, that's the guy like that's from <laughs> I, went, I went on the adventure and i found I love him. that I like, yeah so it's that's cool it's really cool so 
um that was really fun and that was like one of my first writing gigs um and kind of getting immersed in the lore um, mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of a, a universe because there's like these fox creatures and these bear creatures and these panda creatures like in this in this universe that um, that these games are set in um and so using that um coming up with a, a system uh for this choose your own adventure thing because we have like the, there's like a time economy there's a an honor versus um like duty economy thing that we uh-huh, uh-huh. So, and fitting all of that into like you know 30 cards um right with, with scratch off so really fun and you know the people who have, have gotten it i think the kickstarter just started delivering like a few months ago some people have been like it's the unboxing videos people are always like what is this like i don't know what this is it's cool and then like people have have posted later like this was awesome like <laughs> that's I great they, i hope they do more of these um when that's cool we might be uh so uh yeah that was that was really fun and the experience of writing that narrative and and um uh, designing a through line uh, for an mm-hmm. adventure has has given me the the writing bug, and so I've been doing right, that right. a lot and getting into the RPG side of of the game industry and writing for some RPGs and writing adventures. So, um, yeah, you'll see my name um, uh, on a lot more of uh, the the writing credits. <laughs> over That's the next great. That is great, years. man. Yeah, I've been working on some solo RPG stuff, and uh, like the writing on that is no joke. Like yeah. <laughs> so. It's a it's lot. Books. Yeah, yeah, you're doing yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really fun. And, and while it's not a party game, it sounds just as quirky as anything else you've talked about. And sure. I love that it's about so it. weird. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> got to do something different. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, so before before we're done here, I want to um, I want to throw out uh, a, a party game suggestion for you that it's um, it was made by the makers of Cranium. Remember oh, that game? Remember Cranium? I love Cranium, yeah. Yeah. So um, Neil Roberts um, told me about it one time, and we played it, and I just fell in love with it. I went and bought a copy off eBay because I don't think they make it anymore. Um, it's called Who Knew. Uh huh. So what happens is it is a bunch of cards that have a word on them or a thing on them. It might be like New York City or like hot dogs or baseball or sushi or spaceships, dinosaurs, just all these random things, right? Yeah. And what happens is you get dealt a hand of cards. And um, then when it's when you're the spotlight person, everyone is going to be like, okay, it's Eric. I'm going to like pick one of the cards in my hand that I think you're going to like the best. Right. Uh So it's like it's like party game. So I'm like, oh, nailed it. Right. So everybody picks from the hand they have, which may not have anything good for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or, you know, and then they're going to put them all down. And then the person has lined up chips, like little poker chips, basically, mm-hmm. uh, from one to six um, or six to one say, or whatever number to one. It doesn't matter. But the highest number is the best. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're going to flip all the cards over and then they're going to explain why they would put each one in the order they put it in. And then mm-hmm. you get the chip. Your card is behind. Right. Okay. So you get the moment of like you get that moment where it's the person and you look in your hand and you're like, oh, gosh. Or you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Like, I got this cool thing. Eric's going to love it. Um, and you slide it over there. Then there's the reveal where you get to see the reaction to it, which is yeah. hilarious because so many times like I I picked one for my wife who I've known for literally more than half of our lives. And I was so confident and she put it last. And I was like, That's so what? Funny. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, uh, and then you get that cool moment where it's like, uh, where, you know, then you reveal like, like in Wackerdams, right? Where you have to say like, mm-hmm. it was me. I did that one. Um, you know, when the person's like, why would you think that about me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's w-h-o-o-n-u i think okay so this conversation just made me think like you would love this game. i mean i'm i'm into that <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah. so and uh, like any good designer i'm immediately like here's how i would tweak those rules <laughs> right 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 yeah right um <laughs> yeah but it is super fun i was like this is a perfect engine for like a strategy game where like you're trying to do things but you're trying to do it with like the best like I was like, oh. it can be called like best laid plans. And you're trying to like say rob a bank or something, yeah. but your choices are super sucky. They keep getting less. Right. So you're like, well, this is the tools I have to help on this job. 
I yeah, guess like since when, I got assigned to be the tool person, I'm going to put these out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be a neat system. Uh, like if you, if there was some sort of like pick and pass aspect where you had like asymmetrical powers or something. And uh-huh. so I can like everybody submits like on, you know, your turn. I'm looking at the board. I know Jason really needs to generate gold this turn. Right, right, right. So I can give you a card that like lets you generate gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you choose my card, then I get like some of that. And so nice. Uh, oh like, yeah, that's good. You know, I like that a lot. Whoever whoever picks this generate, you know, uh, right, right, cool card. And so yeah. Oh, oh, that's fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not a part of the game. I'll get bored of that. <laughs> like by the like an hour from now, I'll forget that I said. <laughs> Uh, I will too, but then I'll remember it when I go back and edit the podcast. So it'll work out. <laughs> well, um, Hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show. This was as, as always so much fun. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, is there uh if, if listeners want to find you, uh, somewhere online, is there a good place to do that? Sure. Um, so I'm on t- Twitter X, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. Last. Um, uh, at Slauson Designs. Uh, that's also my handle on Instagram. And um, yeah, so you can find me there. And uh, you see me at conventions. I'm normally at the um, the Friendly Skeleton booth doing monstrosity demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one with the giant boards with monsters trying <laughs> on them. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, always, you know, come come introduce yourself. Come come say hi, um, you know, if you ever have questions or, you know, you need an introduction or something like that. Uh, let me know. And yeah, thanks for having me on to, to talk about the, my, my new stuff and yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. This is, uh, I can't wait to do it again. Awesome. Appreciate it. I had a great time too. And listeners, I hope you had a great time. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can go to building game podcast.com. Uh, uh, you can find a link there to our discord, come to our weekly meetups. They're awesome. You can also, of course, email us to building game podcast at gmail.com. And the easiest, simplest thing you can do is just keep coming back every single week. And until next time, good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.